Do you know what time it is? It's time for the Workforce Show, where you will learn the latest news about employment trends, current opportunities, and innovative strategies for managing a career on WERA 96.7 FM. Hello, and thank you for tuning into the Workforce Show Cyber Edition. My name is Olga Polishchuk, and I'm here today with my co-host, Jeremy Haas. In this program, we talk with a variety of guests about the field of cybersecurity, different career opportunities and tracks within cybersecurity. We explore our guests' personal journeys in cyber and give um, actionable advice on how to succeed and stand out in the field. So we hope that everybody is staying healthy and safe in these turbulent times as we're joining you today via teleconference with our guest, Ursula Cohen. Yeah, thank you, Ursula, for joining us. Uh, for everybody's benefit, uh, Ursula is a senior threat researcher, research analyst at uh, Veriden, which is a, a company affiliated with FireEye. She focuses on researching adversary tactics, techniques, and procedures breaking them down into the smallest behaviors for the purpose of replicating them within the Veridin security instrumentation platform. Ursula started uh, as a police detective investigating cybercrime and online exploitation. Uh, she then went into computer forensics, um, completed training at the Secret Service National Computer Forensics Institute. She also holds a Bachelor of Science in Applied Psychology from the Florida Institute of Technology. And very soon, uh, in a few months, uh, we'll be graduating with a Master's of Science in Digital Forensics from the University of Central Florida. So Ursula, thank you for uh, joining us today. We look forward to, to speaking with you. I, I know we just have a, 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 you know, a few 20, 25 minutes and there's just a lot, a lot to talk about. But um, I thought you know, an interesting place uh, to start would be just talking a little bit about um, what is a senior threat research analyst? And, and then a little bit about your path, which, which I really like your background because it just, it just highlights, you know, one of the, you know, the, the diversity of ways that people can get into cyber. I so agree. Um, thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited. So yeah, I um, work as a senior threat research analyst. And as anybody who's looked at a job description in cybersecurity knows, um, that those can be vague and really difficult to kind of understand and navigate. Um, basically what I get to do is I research the latest techniques and tactics that are being used by threat actors. And then, um, you know, I break those down technically and then we recreate them. Um, for use in our in our tool and um, it can mean different things in different um, teams so you know FireEye has a lot of different types of like you know threat analysis teams and um, some is more intel and you know some are more like um, you know it's it's technical in nature and um, and I enjoy it um, immensely um, but yeah so I you mentioned I started in law enforcement and um, I had a very kind of winding path to get to where I am currently. And um, I just, it, it 
you know, I, it was funny as I actually grew up with a software engineer and um, who worked for a defense contractor. And um, when I was growing up, I thought, I, I watched him write lines and lines of code, like on a DOS prompt to get like some little blinky to turn blue. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is like horrible. <laughs> and then I've totally come full circle now. And um, when I started getting into computer crimes and learning more and more about how computers actually worked on a, on a more basic level versus, you know, I had always been a user and not really ever looked underneath the hood. And I think it's, um, I think I like that. And that when I first got into doing, um, you know, cybersecurity, everybody in cybersecurity, to, to my perspective, my um, perception was all of these elite hackers that had been doing this for a really long time and they all had you know computers when they were growing up and they all took them apart and I didn't have that experience and so um, it's it's it just goes to show that people can still get into cybersecurity even if you're you know, so new at it right now. And there's so much out there that's available to us on the internet to be able to self-learn and, you know, kind of figure out um, what you don't know. And um, so, yeah, so I, I started by, I just was getting into computer crimes and I started taking training classes just to understand those better so that, you know, when I would go to court, I could explain how the data got from one place to another and um, to be able to explain, <clears throat> excuse me, to a lay audience, you know, kind of what it was that had occurred so that they could understand, you know, why that evidence was, you know, scientific in nature and why they could trust that what we were saying, you know, we found was in fact, you know, how it got there. And um, so as I started to do more training, um, I ended up joining the Secret Services Electronics Crimes Task Force, and they trained me um, at their uh, Computer Forensics Institute. And that was when I really started to get into like the nuts and bolts of computers and, you know, how file systems work and where passwords are stored and, um, you know, learning all about just kind of how the computer works and where we can find all of the data that we're looking for. And um, that's when I decided that I wanted to eventually change career paths and, um, you know, get into forensics and information security and um, from there I was very lucky because like you mentioned my undergraduate is actually in applied psychology and um, and so when I just it wasn't long after I finished that degree that I decided I wanted to pivot into um, you know the world of computers and I was just very lucky that my um, my training with the Secret Service because it was so intensive um, that I was able to be accepted into a master's program um, with the with the training that I had received. So, um, and I just continued to do as much home study as I could to understand how things worked. And um, eventually, I got my first my first job in cybersecurity um, was as a SOC analyst. Um, so I worked in the um, the security office for, um, you know, essentially what we did was, for those who aren't aware of what a SOC um, is, it's the Security Operations Center, and they are the first line of defense for, um, you know, most networks um, for cyber threats. 
and a SOC analyst does, I always think of SOC analysts similar to like road cops because like they're the ones that that get it all right. They they investigate um, any anomalies that are coming in to see if there's something that's um, you know that is malicious going on. They have to determine if something is malicious or if it's just some you know random process. And you know depending on what kind of um, uh, company that you work for, that can be really challenging. I worked for a large um, defense contractor, um, and I worked for uh, Harris now L3 Harris and you know they had like 30,000 endpoints and um, so you know you have programmers that are programming things and sometimes programs that are totally benign can trigger some some signature um, that might look malicious and so the SOC analyst gets alerts and then they have to track down and figure out you know if those alerts are, are legitimate or not and if they are legitimate then they need to start you know making sure that the that the network is secure and making sure that nobody has, you know, been able to, to get into the, to the network and kind of go from there. So, and, you know, escalate as needed. Um, so when I, when I got hired in the SOC, there was definitely a learning curve for me because, you know, I'd been used to doing dead box forensics at, a, at the PD and, you know, everything's pretty, once you have the evidence, everything takes its time. You don't have to, hurry or rush through anything and you know working at the sock it was a it was a very high-paced environment which i enjoyed and um there was a lot that i had to learn and so i would go home every day and i would scour the internet for all the terms that i didn't understand during the day and during my training and i would learn you know what those things were and honestly when i got into the sock i barely understood you know like kind of like how packets worked in TCP IP. Like I knew, I kind of understood that on a, on a, um, on a, on a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like on a, on a higher level or like a, like a real basic understanding, but I didn't know it on a low level close to those packets, what exactly was going on there. So I spent a ton of time, you know, learning that and just learning networking in general. Like, um, you know, there's so much, I think cybersecurity, for people who understand networking, that is one of the most important um, knowledge bases that you can have, I believe, um, is understanding kind of networking and just like IT in general. But, um, but yeah, so I just, I kept plugging away and, um, you know, I work for FireEye now and i worked you know i've worked with some of their tools a lot of their tools and um and so when i started to see what they did that was kind of the the path that i wanted to take and the opportunity presented itself to me and i was able to to take that but um yeah i think that it's important for people to understand that no matter where you start right now if cybersecurity is something that you have a passion for um you can get there, you know, there's a lot of people that get into it, I think for the money, because it is a, it's a, it's a good, it's a good job um, opportunity, especially, especially right now with everybody working from home. Um, but it's, it's a growing field. that's going to continue to grow. There's, you know, um, there's a, a last I checked, there was still a negative unemployment rate where we just don't have enough people to fill the spots in cybersecurity. And so 
a lot of people gravitate towards that. Um, but you really do have to have a passion for security in order to, to really do a great job, I think. Um, understanding the threats and understanding how they affect you know, who you work for or the people that your, your customer base, you know, whatever area in cybersecurity that you get into. And um, I get asked a lot of times from people like, you know, what's, what's the best way for me to get into cybersecurity? And I think that the most important thing to start with is trying to figure out what part of cybersecurity you want to be in. <clears throat> And again, I, I believe because I mean, coming from, coming from such a, a different background, I find lots of similarities between law enforcement and cybersecurity, but um, you know, there's a lot of cops out there who have no idea about computers. And I kind of went from just having a good understanding on how to use a computer um, to understanding it at a much deeper level. And so anybody can do it. You just simply have to have a want and a drive to learn that information and then apply it. And um, you know, there's so many areas in cybersecurity if you have a background in programming or you have a background in, you know, even just the help desk. Like I think the help desk is way underutilized and, and they're under um, uh, valued because they do so much critical thinking um, to determine what is going on with a user's problem that um, those are the skills that I feel like are so needed in cybersecurity. I feel like that's the one thing um, that's more difficult for you to learn is critical thinking, thinking outside the box, kind of um, you know doing the, the the differential diagnosis on what's going on because everything in cybersecurity, at some point that you every task that you do, um, you're going to have to troubleshoot at some point because nothing ever seems to go right. And so um, I think that's super important for people. Just if you have that mindset already um, and you can figure out what portion of cybersecurity you're interested in, um, that's the great, that's the best start I think is to, you know, figure out where you want to go. If you can find a mentor, I think I, I always recommend people try and find somebody in cybersecurity that can help them navigate some of those paths. Um, a great resource for that is, um, is like Twitter. Honestly, um, it's such a large cybersecurity community out there and they're so willing to help new people. Um, I, was, I was very um, nervous getting into that community because again, to me, all these people had been doing computers since they were, you know, like junior high school and I didn't, I wasn't part of that. And um, when I got in and I started looking and asking questions and trying to figure things out, the community just is super open to that. And I've seen it with so many people who come in and they say, I'm new in cybersecurity. I want to get into cybersecurity. And um, they just kind of, you know, open their arms and say, oh yes, here's all the resources. And I think that's great. Like the community now is so open to sharing information and that information is out there and it's available. You just really have to kind of, you know, kind of look for it. And what about some of the um, um, national events and industry events? Would you recommend any specific ones for our listeners? I think that I think if you can go to a conference um, or trainings near you, that go to everything that you can go to and want to go to because 
um, there's so much that you learn, right? They, so if you can, if you can afford conferences and there's inexpensive conferences besides, and there's, um, you know, there's just so many different conferences. There's totally free meetups in most large areas and most, um, you know, medium sized areas. So I, I, I was living in a smallish type town in Florida, but I was an hour outside of Orlando and Orlando had, you know, a bunch of meetup groups and you're going to do a couple of things. You're going to learn things and have people that you can ask questions about, you know, whatever it is you're learning that you have a question about, those people are there to help you. If you're going to a conference like a B-Sides or um, any of like the large industry conferences, um, if you're able to, to make it to those, those are great because your learning skills, a lot of times they're actionable skills that you're able to, you know, that you're able to use immediately or you're able to kind of, you know, find like, okay, I need to learn more about that because I didn't understand everything. Um, and then there's also the option, a lot of these conferences after the conference is done, they stream their, um, their talks and presentations to YouTube. So like DEF CON, which is, you know, one of the most well-known, you know, hacker conferences that goes on every year. Um, there's a ton of good information there and all of their stuff is online. So you can just stream those if you can't actually make it to one because you're too rural or whatever. But so training and learning is one of the greatest parts of that. Um, and then the other part of that is networking. And it's great to be able to meet people from all over the country, all over the world and, you know, connect with them because somebody at some point is going to be able to help you out. And it may not necessarily be a job. It may be, I'm trying to figure out how to work this. And I know that you're really good at, you know, um, doing active directory security. And, and so, you know, somebody might be setting up, um, trying to secure their, their networks, active directory servers, and they know I can reach out to this person because they have that information. Um, so I think that, Plus, it's just it's just fun, right? You're like that's part of it. We should be enjoying what we're doing and enjoying the people. So it's it's a lot of fun just to meet and interact with those people. Um, I do I do caution people when they go to some stuff like actually go to the conference because you can get caught up in the being around people who are like you. Because some people, depending on where you live, you may live in a in a community that just doesn't have a large cybersecurity um, community right there. You might live in a, a rural place. And so when you go to these conferences and now you're surrounded by your fellow geeks, um, you can want to just do that and not actually show up to the trainings and you're, you know, everybody to each their own, but you'll be doing yourself a disservice if you, I love going and learning. So um, I always tell people like it can be difficult to balance the social aspect of conferences with the learning aspect of conferences but I definitely recommend that people go to everything that they can go to. And now, um, you know, one of the, one of the, good things if we can look at it that way during this pandemic is that because conferences are being canceled, like the in-person conferences, a lot of conferences are going virtual and it doesn't take much to look through Twitter and find um, like kind of ad hoc conferences that are popping up here and there that people are are throwing on just to kind of help the community um, to not feel so isolated and then to continue the learning. So I think yeah, definitely I would recommend 
if you can take a training, take a training because knowledge is power and, and we can never have too much knowledge about all of the things that there are because cybersecurity is so vast and you're never ever gonna know all of it. And so the more training that you can take, the more marketable you are as an employee when you go to get a job and just the more you're gonna understand about your job and it's gonna make it less stressful <laughs> because when you understand how to fix the things, you know, or how to, how to create whatever content you're trying to do. Um, obviously that, you know, that knowledge is, is super important. Great advice. Thank you. Thank you. So, so Ursula, you, you also have a, a podcast that you've started. Can you, I do. Can you so um, what, what the name is and some yeah. of the things. So the podcast is called InfoSec Whiskey. Um, so I, I'm a bourbon girl. I enjoy, you know, having a drink and, and the, the podcast was, was, I, I conceived it out of a couple of things. Um, I really enjoy um, the part of like the when hanging out with my friends as a law enforcement officer you know we would all get together and we would hang out at somebody's house we would have a drink sit around a fire and we would chit chat about you know the calls that we have run and the stuff that we've done and seen and the